Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Wednesday. You certainly are damn right if you're wearing black and silver today. Oh my goodness. You ever known anybody that won the lottery that deep down you thought, oh, that that may not be good. That may not be good for me and other folks like me. Yeah, I'm a Mavs fan today trying to deal with that. If you're a Rockets fan, you can get on the couch today as well. We'll give you a little therapy. And if you're a Spurs fan, well, I guess you get the flags out and go ahead and have your parade route today because it's going to be a positive one for y'all after last night. It's Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. We'll get into all that plus game one of the Western Conference Finals and a lot more. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? The basketball gods love them some San Antonio, man. It is absolutely bonkers. Congrats to the Spurs and all Spurs fans. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Sorry, Chad. Whoo! Man. Yeah, I know it hurts. It does. Uh, And just for an extra knife between the ribs to a Mavs fan, this morning, as I was going through show prep, I saw that it's Tony Parker's birthday today. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't need anything else. Mm. I didn't. But it is Tony Parker's birthday today. We will talk about Victor Wembanyama and last night. Spurs get the number one spot. Rockets fans not only don't get the one, they don't get the two or the three. Rockets slip to four. Mm. Y'all remember what I said a few weeks ago Mm. when y'all hired... MAU Doka, Houston Rockets fans. God don't like ugly. When you cheat on Nia Long and do her wrong and you bring him in, it's like nothing happened. Like he just left the Boston Celtics and got another really good NBA job. Houston, that's a really good NBA job. And with all the coaches available now, Monty Williams, Mike Bootenholzer, Nick Nurse, instead of waiting it out, they jumped the gun. And the basketball gods punished them for it. So now, Rockets, y'all got some issues to work out. Who knows who y'all going to get for the number one pick, but it's not that franchise-changing player Victor Wimbenyama is. Mm-hmm. Remember that MAU Doka pick? I'm just saying, God don't like ugly. I'm not saying that's the reason why. I'm just saying, when you do bad things, it will come back to haunt you. Karma's a fat B. Man, could have at least given him Scoot. Yeah, right? Could have given him Miller. Yeah. But now they'll miss both of those guys, too. Yeah, they're going to have to take their chances on one of them Thompson twins. My goodness. Uh, And on the other side of it, all capital letters on this text, five years in the abyss, and now we're back. Ah, (laughs) Go Spurs, go. Same texter. Hey, Zay, we back. Go Spurs, go. You know, I was talking about the Spurs doing it the wrong way yesterday, which they did. They tanked. And they got rewarded for it. And I'm kind of suspicious on that, especially with the Tony Parker thing. You know, you'd see Tony Parker just posted a picture of Wimbenyama wearing a TP jersey. It feels a little bit like tampering, but whatever. You know, it's okay. It feels a little bit like uh, 85 when Patrick Ewan went to the Knicks, and that was a little shaky and a little sketchy. It feels a lot like that. Fro- but frozen envelope. Yeah, Is that what you're the saying? frozen envelope uh-huh. just feels a little <laughs> bit too good so, to be true. Okay, wait a second. Tony Parker sent out that picture after it happened, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I- I've never seen that picture before. Now it's just out. You 
mentioned it yesterday, and it just made so much sense. The the pardon the expression, but the French connection, the fact that we are talking about a kid that does probably respect Tony Parker, like Tony Parker, grew up rooting for Tony Parker. Now you've got a picture to validate that. And then, Zay, there were the reactions. Not the reactions from the fan base, because San Antonio went crazy. We know that. It was the victor reactions. You told me about one today that I had missed. I admit, when I saw, as a Mavs fan, when I saw the Rockets get number four, I threw both fists up in the air, and I said something to the effect of yes or F yes or something. (laughs) And then I'm just hoping, oh my, let the Spurs be number three. That would be the best night I could have had. But then obviously the Spurs end up with one. So that's how I reacted to it. But Victor Wimbenyama reacting to the Rockets slipping to four was telling as well. Yeah. I mean, he knows that they value European guys, always have. From even though Manu's not from Europe, he played in Europe, and he's the one that created the Euro step. But he knows still, the, the Spurs value. Yeah, the, yeah. They, the Spurs right. they value those guys. And when you got Tony Parker as a mentor, I think he played for Tony Parker's team that he owns before he went to the current team that he's on. Yeah, of course he did. So that's a mentor. He's giving you game like, hey, what's San Antonio like? What's Pop like? You know, how are the people? This and that. Where'd you live? Etc. Where's the best taco place with no lines? Yeah, exactly. Where's the the one nobody talks about? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. And you know, for somebody coming from France, it's still it's low key. Even though they have the spotlight on him because he's Victor Wimbenyama, it's still a low key place. He could still you know be like Tim Duncan and not come out much. You know, it's not like mm. L.A. or New York. It's not that big market, so it's perfect for somebody of his caliber coming from France to the States, and it's going to be a good transition, which sucks for Rockets and Dallas fans like yourself. And, yeah, I just that's what I'm saying. It feels like Tampa. It feels too good to be true. And you know what, Spurs fans? I forgot what happened with Kawhi Leonard. Y'all do deserve this because Kawhi did hose y'all over. Mm. Absolutely. When Zaza Pachulia put that leg in front and Kawhi stepped on it and he was out for all that time, then he started not to trust Pop in the front office. And, you know, the medical staff for Kawhi's camp was saying one thing and the medical staff for the Spurs camp was saying another. And we know what happened there. He went to Toronto, won a ring, and he never came back to San Antonio. That hurt. That hurt because everybody was talking about, which it was, Kawhi, you next in line, bruh. Timmy, he's done. We just won with you. You were finals MVP in 2014. TP, Manu, we're all giving you the torch, my man. And you don't take it. You don't take it. You want to go back to L.A. of all places. You want to go back home. Spurs fans, they don't want to hear that. They still hate Kawhi till this day. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I get why they do. So even though they tank this year completely for this pick, giving up DeJounte Murray, giving up Derek White last year midseason and sending them to the Celtics and making them better, they a big part of me feels like they do deserve this with the way the Kawhi Leonard situation went down. I hadn't thought of that, that the basketball gods might be paying them back They might a be paying them that. back. Not that the Spurs need payback on that, but maybe they do. Ah, yeah. Popovich sits down at that first press conference before the year even started, before training camp started, and said, yeah, I wouldn't bet on this team to win the title. And everybody kind of laughed, and he smiled about it. And you just kind of set the tone for what they were going to do. But they, if you're going to tank, 
the way they did it ended up being, you know, at times, as obvious as it was, there were times where you thought, all right, if you're going to tank, I guess that's the classiest way to do it. I guess that's the most professional way to do it. Somebody just texted us an image of, for you old folks, you'll remember, an image from the A-team of Hannibal and Face, and Hannibal is saying to Face, I love it when a plan comes together. Y'all remember that on the A-team? Yeah, pretty much every week. George Papard would light up the cigar with that white hair and say, I love it when a plan comes together. That's how Spurs fans are feeling today. Yeah. And what's funny, Spurs fans, they're like, man, I bet you DeJounte Murray's pissed. And DeJounte Murray, he got a hold of that. He said, nah, I ain't pissed. I'm looking at it as a compliment because if I was still on the team, y'all wouldn't have the number one pick. And the Spurs knew that was exactly right. DeJounte Murray being a really yep. good two-way player, the competitive nature that he has, that was such a good move getting rid of him and understanding that we weren't going to win a championship with him anyway. We might be competitive, but let's get rid of him, put him to a place where he could still be competitive with the Atlanta Hawks and you know have a big responsibility there and see if the basketball gods give us a break. And they did – and you have a seven foot four Kevin Durant slash on the other end Anthony Davis, which Oof, is so man. scary. So here comes the other side of it on the t- on the text. Remember Specs text line three three seven three seven seven six. Whether you are celebrating as a Spurs fan or trying to deal with it as a Rockets and Mavs fan or anybody else just observing, this text says, "Settle down, Spurs fans. Don't get too cocky. Get this name drop. Remember, not only did the Blazers pick Sam Bowie, <laughs> yes! and he was a bust, they also did the same thing with Greg Oden. Let's see how this plays out before y'all hang the banner or plan the parade down the river wall. Yo, that's some serious hating right there. Whoever you are, Woo! I respect you. You are a first-class hater. That is Pac-12 Matt. He's labeled on the text line. Beautiful, well done, Matt. Beautiful, well done, Matt. Matt. That is some serious hating right there. That's what I need today. <laughs> That's how I feel today. Yo, Trailblazers, they're still hurting from that. They haven't won since Bill Walton was popping Molly and winning championships. <laughs> You're right. They, they haven't won since the 70s, Late and they 70s. messed up. Yeah. Not picking Michael Jordan, picking Sam Bowie, not picking Kevin Durant, picking Greg Oden. I don't think this is that at all. Like, I, you see Victor Wimbanyama shooting one-foot threes and crossing people over at 7-4 and, you know, getting his own tip dunks after he shoots a three and stuff. Sam Bowie and Greg Golden weren't doing none of that. No. They weren't doing none of that. Yeah, by the way, this may be the first. I can't remember it ever happening, but the number one overall pick in the draft that's like the obvious guy, he had a game the day of the lottery, and he had 18-9-4, and four, I believe was his line, mm. yesterday. Light, light work. Yeah, a little bit of light work. It's light. So his reaction to the Rockets is one thing, and then just to make sure everybody understands, that reaction when he realized it was San Antonio was – it all made sense. It all came together at the same time. The Tony Parker stuff, the, the, that connection to it, just the connection to the, the organization itself, it was uh, – you could tell. It made a lot of sense to him. He was happy. The text, This text says, we're not back yet. But happy we got the number one pick. We've been mediocre and bad since Kawhi traded himself. Go <laughs> Spurs, Yo. go! And then Zay, you get a. We got a run of Kawhi. Who Kawhi's a B? <laughs> we all about Wimby. Um, if there's one thing Spurs fans are good at, it's taking no-brainer generational talented centers with the number one pick. We're not the Blazers. <laughs>
I think that's fair too. How many titles did they get out of that David Robinson thing? It was two, two. with him. Yeah. How many did they get out of that Tim Duncan guy? <sighs> that was five. Five of them. Things. Two shared with David, and then three more. My God. Yeah. Somebody asked, "How are they going to build a w- around Wimbenyamas?" Eh? Are you serious? <laughs> now, there's a new collective bargain agreement about to come out, Chad. That okay. I heard Woj talking about, and he was saying it's going to make it very hard for teams to have big threes. So that's going to benefit the Spurs because at the end of the day, they don't be paying people anyway. You got to be a Spurs guy. You usually have to take less money, and that's why Papa always says we need guys to check their ego at the door before they touch down in SA. So there's going to be a lot of parity in the league in the next few years. It's just about who's going to be that one guy that they think is going to fit. It's probably going to have to be an elite point guard. Trey Jones is going to be cool for a little bit, but he's not that. Everybody's going to want to play with Wimbenyama. Spurs, y'all aren't going to have to worry about that. When free agency comes about, that's going to be an easy recruiting process. Zay, you're a fan of pettiness. Here it comes on the text line. Victor breaks foot in year two. Oh, come on. And goes the path of Yao Ming. That's so dark. (laughs) It's just rude. That's dark. Hey, now, hold your horses because his trainer knows the history on big men over seven foot having foot, ankle, knee injuries. Wimbenyama does a very specific workout and has a very specific training schedule to where he's always focusing on his foot. Like he's doing weird. I've seen him do like weird crab walk stuff just to strengthen mm-hmm. his feet and stuff. And they know going in the wrist. And there's always going to be that wrist with somebody that big. You kind of see it with Porzingis, Joel Embiid. Remember those first few years before he really got going? So mm-hmm. there's definitely always that wrist with somebody that big. But I think they're going about it the right way because they've seen people, especially with modern medicine now and technology, you know, all the analytics and stuff and science, they could go see what they need to work on to strengthen him so that you don't have to worry about those things like previous big men had to worry about. Somebody texted, like Dallas or Houston fans wouldn't be celebrating had they won the pick instead of dogging him, LOL. Yeah, I would not advise a Mavs fan or a Rockets fan does that today. But maybe that's how they make themselves feel better. So I think we're going to have to understand some extreme feelings one way or the other. But back to Victor himself, I also like these stories. This, this If I'm a Spurs fan, this might make me you know, definitely feel good too is supposedly all through his development his coaches always had him working on every position that's one reason why he's so well versed but he wasn't in a basketball culture that said big men down here and guards down here he was doing all of that stuff and I would guess that has helped him stay as healthy as he can be as a big man but he's you know seven five now but seven five with some pretty serious like seriously good feet and he's been training like a pro since he was 15 years old because he's yeah. been a pro since he was 15 years old. That too. So it's very different, you know, the European mindset than it is in America. These guys coming over, you see Nikola Jokic and how skilled he is. You see Luka Doncic and see how skilled he is. All these guys, man, like the world is getting better and better because these trainers are getting better and better overseas. All these guys from America go overseas and play and they stay And they take, you know, again, the modern medicine, the science, analytics, they take it over there and let all these Europeans and stuff, you know, get the game with that. And you got players like Victor Wimbenyama just seems like coming out of a crazy science tank or something. Like he looks, he's a created player. It's a joke. 
It's a joke. If you just go watch him defensively, he's going to be locked in. Pop's going to get everything out of him. He's not going to know any better from, like, bad coaching or, you know, just getting yelled at and stuff because that's that's what they want. That's, right. like, just the European way. Tony Parker's probably prepared them for that. Like, hey, yeah. Pop's going to get in your stuff. Be ready. Right. He'll yell at you. My first few years, TP let him know. My first few years were brutal. That's the way it was for Duncan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brutal. He going he gonna to jump your bones a little bit, which you don't see that around the league anymore. You just don't. And there's guys got to be able to take that. Some guys can. Some guys can't. Yep. Uh, a lot of reaction coming in, as you could imagine. Spurs fans uh, dealing with it on one side. Rockets fans and Mavs fans dealing with it on another. So let us know. Specs text line 337-3776. Obviously, we will also get in to game one of the Western Conference Finals. Zay and I were both right in terms of the basic prediction. Denver, um, we're both picking Denver to win the series. We both picked Denver to win game one. They did that. 132-126. We'll talk about exactly how they did it. Oh, if you like big men having good games, maybe this is going to be that series again. Wow. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the Lakers, they figured out something in that fourth quarter. They did, yeah. And it's going to be interesting how Darvin Ham goes about the lineups in the next game because – I hate saying this, and it's a damn shame that I have to say this because it shouldn't be a thing. It shouldn't exist, what I'm about to say, but it does. Okay. Guys with egos who, if you tell them you're not starting, they will be checked out. Some guys can't handle that. Some guys will get in their head, whether they have a camp behind them saying, oh, that's BS. I can't believe they ain't starting you. What kind of move is that? He needs to let you just work through the kinks. Some guys look at themselves as just, I'm so good. Let me figure it out, coach. Don't bench me. Let me know what I need to get better at. You're not giving me a chance, and they'll check out that way. You remember when Draymond Green, after he got suspended in the game for stomping on Sabonis, and he came to Steve Kerr because Looney and I don't know who else started and Poole started, and they won the game, and he was like, hey, bring me off the bench. And Steve Kerr said, are you sure? And Draymond was like, what do you mean? And he's like, are you sure you're good with that? Steve Kerr asked that because he knows playing in the league and being the coach, guys have egos and uh, egos, and some guys just aren't cool with that. And Draymond blows up at everything. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One reason why I, Roshan Johnson, one of my favorite players of all time, no matter what sport, the fact that that man came to the University of Texas as a quarterback, saw the running back room, saw that they needed help, and said, you know what, Tom Herman, let me play running back. Yeah, I'll do whatever you need. I'll do whatever you need. Right. Some guys aren't like that. D'Angelo Russell, I don't think he's like that. Uh, I really don't. Okay. I And there's been chirps around social media saying D'Angelo Russell might have a problem with coming off the bench. And it's like, bro... You have some nerve. I don't know if that's true or not. We will see. But with what we saw last night and how he got exposed by Contavious Carwell-Pope on the defensive end, and then offensively he gave you nothing. And Rui Hachimura, he played well offensively and guarded Jokic for possessions that allowed Anthony Davis to play help side. And they're going to need D'Angelo Russell. So again, some guys just don't get that. You know what, bro? Get out your feelings, muck up, and understand that we're trying to win a championship. It ain't about you. We still need you, mm -hmm. but it ain't about you. You're not a big-time defender. 
you're kind of a cool type player. Catavius Carwell Pope was going 100 miles per hour last night, full speed, knocking down shots, getting to the lane, picking up full court. D'Angelo Russell wanted no part of that. So if you're coming into game two, if you're Darvin Ham, I would start Dennis Schroeder. Austin Reeves, Braun, Anthony Davis, and Rui Hachimura. Hmm. And yeah. Darvin Ham's probably having to deal with what should I do because he doesn't want D'Angelo Russell to completely check out, which, again, it shouldn't even be a thing. And the association, when you're getting paid this much money, that shouldn't be a thing, but it's been that way for years yeah. and years. And you guys just have egos. That's how they got to the league. Carmelo Anthony, that was a big problem with him at the end of his career because he could not take coming off the bench. He just flat out said, I'm not a bench player. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. And it caused conflict, I think, in Oklahoma City and maybe Houston. I don't remember exactly which place, but it was when Melo was washed, especially washed from being a starter. He could give you something, and we saw that with the Lakers a couple of years ago. But Melo wasn't that same starter, but that's all he knew. I'm Carmelo Anthony. I was the number three pick in the draft. Did you see what I did to Texas in the Final Four? Did you see what I did to Kansas in the Final Four? I'm one of the greatest scorers of all time. Certain guys just can't get that out their head and say, man, maybe I can't do it like I once did, and I need to let young fella come in who's playing well and be the bigger man and understand that, hey, in order to win, maybe coming off the bench is the best option. But the fact that that's even a question that Coach Ham has to go through is very sad. And it might cost the Lakers if he starts D'Angelo Russell next game. Game two tomorrow night there. We will talk about game one and uh, the thing that the Lakers did discover throughout that game. Because for a while, it looked like the Lakers were going to get driven out of that game. But they made it close. Denver got the win, and they are up one game to none. Eastern Conference Finals get started tonight. Definitely a lot of basketball on the board today. Coming up in the crap bag, we'll get to Adam Silver and Ja Morant making comments after that second video story from Ja. Um, But up next, let's talk some football, like college football, like maybe the biggest video game to be released ever is on the horizon, and one big thing has been figured out. If you love video games and sports video games, pay attention. We'll get to it next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. All right. I'm not sure if Zay's going with this one because San Antonio became funky town last night. Is that why? Is that what it was? They got I guarantee you they got funky when they realized that they got that number 1 pick. Funky Town is Lips Incorporated. Yeah. Is that right? Yo, Victor Wembanyama just let you know, bro. Them Hispanic women down in SA, be careful. <laughs> be careful. It's a little different than them French women. Just be careful. From a brother who's experienced a couple in my day. Just be careful. Hey, as long as Tony Parker doesn't mentor him on certain relationship issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hey, Victor, one of the first things you should do is meet your teammates' wives. Oh, Tony, oh, easy now. Let's get him away from let's get him away from Tony for today. A uh, lot of good texts rolling in from Spurs fans and others. This says Tim Duncan lives in San Antonio. We'll probably be involved in training Victor. Uh, this one says it's a, this is a, for all the Spurs haters out there. And it's a picture of Billy Crystal from when Harry met Sally 
with the word tissue and question mark. Mm. Yes, I know. Y'all always think these like old NBA superstars just go back to the facilities and train guys. Yeah. Somebody it, talked about Dream doing it yesterday, exactly. talking about Timmy. Like Timmy was a part of the coaching staff. Then he left. That's what look, if the Mavericks had ended up with Wimbenyama, I'd have come up with some story where Dirk is always there. Yeah. Right? Dirk or who would I have gone to for a center? James Donaldson? Good grief. I mean, centers weren't the best. No, Mavs. Bill, yeah, he's probably the best one. Tyson Chandler, I Ty- would say, is the best Tyson one because he okay. won a ring, the enforcer of yeah. that team. And, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, now, how about this text? See, this is where it goes too far. Spurs fans, you got to enjoy what happened, but you can't go too far. This text says, "Send Victor to the G League for a year. Austin Spurs tank for the top <laughs> pick next year and pair with him." No, no, no. You can't go that far. That's too far. We're letting you have your moment today, but you can't go that far. So y'all want Ron Holland. That's, um, that's number one pick. A lot of mock drafts next year. If we were to draft right now, a lot of teams would take oh, Ron Holland. More Twin Towers discussions? Oh, he ain't in that the, big. In the state of Texas, what would that, would that be the perfect like center Center like small forward. Center forward combo. Man. Um, So Spurs get the first pick in the lottery. The Rockets fall to number four. It's San Antonio, Charlotte, then Portland, then Houston. Mavs will pick 10. That's where they were projected to pick. Oklahoma City fans, you will pick 12 in this draft. Here you come, (laughs) Dad. Grady Dick, how we like that? I see him number ten on a lot of the people's. You think that's the pick? I mean, uh, maybe. Be a good pro for you. I would have the two slowest white dudes in the league. Mm, Wow, I saw him mocked to Indiana. That felt appropriate. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, somehow that felt. Yeah, that that seems right. Would make sense. Uh, All right, a lot of basketball on the board. We'll keep talking about Game One last night. Denver got the win. Somebody texted us: Lakers done in five. Goodbye, LeBron. Hope you had fun. They're already ready to call that series. LeBron, you gotta knock down some outside shots. I said it yesterday. If he doesn't knock down outside shots, that's gonna be a huge issue. O for four. Can't do that. You have the game winner in your hands or the game tire. You're down by three. And he had to shoot it, Chad. He didn't want to shoot it. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Kobe would have wanted to shot that shot. They were- Jordan would have shot that shot. Braun, he had to shoot it. He didn't want to shoot it. It was all clunky and he kicked his leg out and stuff. That was a good defensive stop for the Nuggets. And they came down and then he Davis fouled Joker. Go up five, ball game. Honestly, I thought they just they should have gone to Davis more more late like they felt like they needed 3 after 3 after 3 after 3 i thought they should have gone to Davis maybe a little bit more uh in the end murray outscores lebron by 5 denver won the game by 6 as i look at the box score i'm thinking that's probably what the lakers needed even with how bad it was at one point they fight fight all the way back they needed lebron to be at 30 or 35 yeah that's what they needed, and they didn't get it. They got 23 out of Reeves. That needs to be enough for them. 17 for Hachimura off the bench, plus what we'll discuss about the defensive side. Just needs a little more LeBron. I hate to ask it of a 38-year-old man, Zay, if I'm a Lakers fan, but you needed a little more of the King last night. It's sad that the man had 26 points, 12 rebounds, and 9 assists, and we're saying he had a bad game. I know. We're telling them we, he needs to do more at year 20 
with those stats. It's not which fair. Is nuts. It's never been yeah. fair for him. No. It's never been fair for him. He's put on a different pedestal, and yeah, they needed more from him. He has to hit at least two more threes. D'Angelo Russell and Dennis Schroeder have to be better offensively, and I think that they got to start Hachimura and Schroeder together. D'Lo, you got to come off the bench, swallow your pride, son. Mm-hmm. All right, so lots of basketball out there, but also one of the biggest stories in the history of sports when it comes to sports and video games is now getting official. We already knew that EA Sports was putting the college football game back out. It was going to get a rebirth in 2024. Now we know that when the first version hits, the virtual likeness of actual players will be in the game. Because, Zay, you know as well as anybody, because this was your thing back back when this was a real thing every year. You didn't want generic players. The whole point was you wanted the real players involved. Now they've got a partnership together. They've gotten it figured out. It's called uh, One Team Partners to facilitate the whole name, image, and likeness thing. And it's real simple, Zay. Players can either opt in or opt out. That's it. Opt in. There's a certain agreement I'm sure that's laid out. And on one level, they'll just take all the sales of the game and split it evenly among all the guys that opt in. Yeah, and there's going to be some guys like a Caleb Williams who's going to come in saying, yo, I was the Heisman Trophy winner. Everybody's going to want to play as me. I want some more money. And there's going to be those guys that are just going to opt out, like Michael Jordan used to do it all the time, where he was never in the video game. Hmm. Ever. It was always Player 99. Y'all remember that playing NBA Live? <laughs> Is that NBA right? Shoot. Yeah, Player 99? Player 99, because I'm Michael Jordan. I'm too big for the NBA. My name's bigger than everything. You see this Wheaties box, Air Jordans. You see hmm. this Hanes underwear. I'm bigger than life. See, I so, never knew that. Yeah. Jordan was a part of that. He was never on video. It used to drive me nuts. I'm like, dude, your ego's this big. That is crazy. So Ed O'Banion, he was was the reason why there's this law. Back in UCLA, he was on the cover of one of those NCAA games, and he didn't get no paper for it. How happy is Ed today? Yeah, son of a B. I mean. I hope he is happy. He wishes. He's the reason why we in this mess. No, no. See, that's the thing. The anger, the anger that went towards Ed O'Bannon, I thought was misguided because Ed had a point, and now they're fixing it. They're fixing the issue, and hopefully, it'll make the game even better. But more importantly, it's going to be like in the NFL with jersey sales and other things. Everybody's going to get a cut. If I opt in and I'm an offensive lineman at Nebraska and my name, image, and likeness ends up in the game, I'm going to get a check at some level. I'm going to get a check that's exactly the same as Caleb Williams' check. Now, the next level to me, Zay, is if you make the cover, should you get a little something extra? Yeah, probably. Well, that's, that's the thing. They put people on the cover that's going to the league already. They're smart. So they, before, that's how they, they used to do it. Well, right? true, yes. How will they do it now? I might make that a little bit of extra incentive. Would you put, like, look, could you put, I don't know, 10 guys on the cover and then all 10 of them get a little extra? Or could you do something where, just you brought up the point, if, because they can look at all the analytics of how many times you get played on the game. How many times do you get chosen? I think they can follow all that stuff. So do you give them a little extra for that? But the bottom line is, if they want to benefit from name, image, and likeness, if an Ed O'Bannon now is sitting around with his buddies and goes, wait a minute, what's going on here? He can get in on it. He can get in on it. When I worked with 
Kevin Dunn back in the day. Kevin Dunn is friends with Major Applewhite, mm-hmm. and he and Major did a radio show a little bit together. Major worked with us for a short period of time uh, during one or two seasons maybe, and big shock. This may shock probably no one. Major was a huge video game guy. And they would joke around with Major about, hey, Major, look, there you are, but it's not, but you're getting nothing out of it. Right? Yeah. Now those guys actually can get something. So I love this for the players, but then hopefully, Zay, you and all the other video game heads get exactly what you want out of this game. I mean, this could be, I think this is, this is, this is warming up to be like the biggest video game release. Maybe ever. Oh, absolutely. You could tell me what's what has been bigger. I'm sure there's some Grand Theft Autos or Call of Duties or Maddens that have come out that are mass. But this, with the players back involved, name, image, and likeness taken care of, good grief. Yo, this game, it's a special game because the way they were doing it before they got rid of it was you could take your team, have a franchise season, play it, and then recruit like college coaches do. Yeah. And based on how good you do in that season, just like real life, based on how good recruits you get. So it's just that whole process that's really realistic along with the gameplay and then just the college football experience. The stadiums were always on point. When you play Texas versus Oklahoma, they would take you to the Cotton Bowl. They were doing it right. There's a nostalgic feeling about the NCAA football games, and I can't wait for the new one. And I think this is true. I think all of the NCAA stuff has been figured out. I think all of the schools will be in on on all of that stuff. So that'll all be the same. Now, here's what they need to add. What's the NIL thing going to look like on the game now? You're going to have a Lambo button you can press? (laughs) You're going to have a car dealership button? That's true, huh? Now that things are above the table, where does does that all all fall? If you're NCAA football, that's how you get money from those companies. Like, hey, y'all want to push yourself in the game? You know what I'm saying? Like Lamborghini. Y'all want to give yourself, you know, put yourself in the game and make it as realistic as possible or et cetera. You know, 2K does that. NBA 2K, they have different brands and a weird little... I don't know what it's called, but like a little neighborhood thing. You go get your haircut and wear all these different type of streetwear brands and stuff like that, which those streetwear brands, they have to agree to it. And I know when you see it in the video game, it makes you go, man, this is fly. I could rock this in real life. So if you had to guess, what did you pay for the last college football game? Uh, $49.99. What's the amount you wouldn't pay for this next one? How expensive would they have to make it where you actually wouldn't purchase it? What if it's it would be tough? What, I, what if it was two hundred dollars? I'm copping it. Yeah, I'm still copping it. What if it was three? Mm-mm, bootleg. Okay, we getting that on bootleg. So it's two, I'm finding somebody two fifty. The bounty Adam Wagner. Line. I know you work with EA now. <laughs> Adam Wagner. I know if you uh, you work with EA now. My man Wagner Wire twelve to uh, nine to twelve every Sunday. That's uh-huh. my man. He gonna have to hook me up. So, okay. Uh, yeah, three hundred. That might be a little. Ah, it's a little steep. That'd be my only concern with how many companies get involved. Like, is it going? Do you want to get so many companies and in NIL involved that they're going to have to jack the price way up? Hopefully, they can keep it reasonable. Hopefully, they can keep it around a hundred. I'm gonna guess a hundred dollars. <laughs> That's my guess for how much it'll cost in 2024. So that has been worked out. Good stuff from EA Sports. They confirmed it. 
to ESPN today that they've contracted with this partnership, getting the name, image, and likeness thing figured out, and that's a huge, huge uh, thing. So all eligible FBS players can opt in to have their name, image, their likeness uh, in the college ESP, uh, EA Sports college football game. Those players will receive compensation for being placed in the game. That is essentially what the Ed O'Bannon argument was about way back in the day. So uh, could be g- good news for a whole lot of players there, and most importantly, good news for all those video game players. So everybody's going to feel good about it. That comes out, I'm assuming, in some point in, what, mid to late 23? When did those games, when did they always come out? College. Uh, in the summer. So it would be they usually came out in July. So we're looking like summer 24. Yeah. So this game comes back the first year that Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC. Yeah, I think so. Good Lord. That's crazy. All right. Uh, so that is a huge story out of college football. We'll talk more of college football and some basketball at 105 with Justin Wells of Inside Texas. Justin's a Mavs fan. Like me, we'll see how he dealt with the Wimbenyama to the Spurs news last night. Plus, we'll talk about the barnstorming tour that continues. Sark and the crew were in Houston yesterday. We will get to that. We are closing in. It's only 108 days till Texas first football game. Up next, though, in the crap bag, Adam Silver and Ja Morant had a comment on that second video story. We'll get to that, plus another NBA story if we've got time. This is the Horn. Chad and Zay. Nice little duet. All right. Um, so this is Rod Stewart on one side. Um, golly. <sighs> Who's the other voice in this song? I wouldn't have expected it. Okay, it's, um, is it Isley? Yeah. Is it one of the Isley brothers? Ron, Ron, Ron Isley. Isley. There it is. Ron okay. Isley, Mr. Biggs. This, <laughs> this old heart of mine. I'm a big Rod Stewart guy. He's fantastic. Uh, and Rod loves all those guys from back in the day. He's an Isley Brothers guy, and he's big, you know, Sam, uh, Sam Cook, and and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Wilson Pickett, and all those dudes. Yeah. Rod is so into all those guys back in the day. Uh, Rod Stewart and Lips Incorporated get us started today. Um, lots of uh, obviously lots of basketball. Spurs getting that number one pick. We've been talking about that in the NBA game one of the Western Conference Finals last night. Denver got out to a big lead at one point, uh, but then the Lakers fought back. Denver barely wins the game. We've hit that one. Um, in terms of the crap bag here, I wanted to get into a couple kind of outside the game NBA stories, but I thought we need to do a quick update here. We'll start with the Jaw story and see if we can get to the Warriors. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. You may have seen last night, in addition to the draft lottery, Malika Andrews interviewed Adam Silver 
about the Ja Morant situation. He talked about the discussion they had after that first video story, talked about the danger that he could have, you know, been could have brought to himself, quote, could have injured, maimed, killed himself or someone else. But he also talked about the millions of kids who uh, would have seen him doing that, celebrating in a way the act of using a firearm in that fashion. Uh, he said, so at least I was left with the sense that he was taking this incredibly seriously. John Morant then released a statement last night, pretty pretty short. It said, quote, I know I've disappointed a lot of people who have supported me. This is a journey, and I recognize there's more work to do. My words may not mean much right now, but I take full accountability for my actions. I'm committed to continuing to work on myself, end quote. So, for you, Zay, is that at least a positive step for John Morant? What's the next thing here? I know that there's a suspension coming, but for Ja, does he need to do more than that? Does he need to say more than that? I mean, that's what he had to say. I don't believe one bit. Show me. You said that last time. And what did you show us? You were wilding again, putting the gun on Instagram Live again. What you, that talk of Adam Silver must have been one ear and out the other. Like, you don't right. care. You flat out don't care. I hear J.J. Reddick going to bat for him, calling him a 23-year-old kid. He ain't a kid, man. He's a grown-ass man. 23 years old is a grown-ass man. Right. And then I hear other people talking about, oh, if you would have that money. No. No, I wouldn't act crazy if I would have had that money. Not with no gun. I might be acting crazy in other ways. I might be doing a little James Harden partying, you know, something, something. But throwing a gun around with his position in the NBA and his responsibility, again, you messed up once. Okay. We forgave you for that. Twice, no forgiveness. Yeah. And again, Zero. yeah. And it's not about the, it's not about the gun itself. It's about that reckless, the reckless usage or reckless display of the gun. Remember, this is the league that had to deal with the Jason Williams story. Not white chocolate Jason Williams, the other Jason Williams. That because of reckless gun usage, he killed someone. Mm-hmm. Someone died at his hand because he was just one of those dudes. And we learned that as that story started to develop. There were stories of people, yeah, I'd go out there, you'd go out on that shooting range or whatever at Jason Williams' house, always unsafe, always shooting a gun when you didn't think he was going to, that kind of stuff. And it, you know, laying it out that he was reckless and, that, and, and he was way down the NBA pecking order. That guy was far from what Ja Morant is right yeah. now. Ja is one of the faces of this league, certainly top certainly top 20 faces in the league, maybe top 10, depending on who you're asking, and he just can't do that stuff. So like, hopefully he is taking it seriously the second time. Like there's ignorant people out there that have a lot of stereotype thoughts and think that when they see Ja Morant, oh, they all act like that. Not saying everybody has those thoughts, obviously, but there's a lot of people that have those ignorant thoughts that say, oh, there goes those black athletes acting crazy, acting ghetto, this and that, and you're playing along with it. Like you're, you're, you're playing along with it, stuff that's very unnecessary. That's why I tell J.J. Reddick, J.J. Reddick, you never will be black. And I hate to go that route. I really do. But there's certain things that J.J. Reddick never will have to worry about that John Morant does. Mm-hmm. And the fact that John Morant's out here living recklessly, that he should be knowing that, which he doesn't have any home training. He wasn't raised to know those things. But the fact that those things don't even cross his head is a serious problem. 
Mm-hmm. It's a, it's really yeah. it's really scary that that's just how again, like you said, just how reckless he's acting with this whole thing. Yeah. And it, again, it's just it's really and, sad. And the other thing, again, the the most important thing to me, Silver talked about. Yeah, he's going to talk about kids and influence and all that, but it's the danger he could have brought to himself that is concerning. To the commissioner, just like it's concerning to the commissioner if he's got somebody out there, you know, riding motorcycles too much. If he, if he, if a video gets out of John Morant jumping over a house on a motorcycle, it's the same type of concern. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you doing? You could hurt yourself. You could kill yourself. And you are one of our most important guys. And I have to look. He, he the commissioner, has to look at it from the business standpoint, but also the personal to business connection of. What are you doing? Why are you putting yourself in these situations? I can't come up with one, Zay. Again, Jason Williams was off the court and away from things. Social media era, I cannot come up with another major sports figure that has ever been caught flashing a gun like that. So somebody says, and it's going around, that he used an AI system for that apology. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Multiple people are saying that on the Specs text line that he used that chat, whatever it's called, which is the artificial intelligence AI program, which my wife loves. She loves that stuff. But yeah, he just typed it in online saying, hmm. Yeah, somebody said there's an article out there (laughs) that he used chat GPT, so it's called, to give the apology. Yeah, AI program helps write documents. I doubt he used it, but maybe his PR guy did. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it'd be terrible if that was the case. Yeah, he's got to got to take some responsibility for that. He says, I take full accountability for my actions, whether that's him or some AI or his agent or whatever doing it. Uh, <laughs> says he's committed to continuing to work on myself. Let's hope that is true for John ja Morant. Wow. So those comments did happen. Um, and we will uh, we'll table the other one, but there is a, an interesting Warriors update, I thought. Both Steve Kerr and Draymond Green have talked about how the punch at the beginning of the season affected this team throughout the season and I thought it's a big old bucket of honesty from both of them I'm impressed that they're both willing to admit it now sucks that it happened to them but maybe they can learn from it moving forward that's an interesting story to me we'll get to that at some point but we're running a little late here coming up at 1 our flex segment Cameron Parker jumps in that Westlake Round Rock series is coming up tomorrow in baseball we'll get his thoughts on that up next it's justin wells inside texas and on three.com we'll talk longhorns he is a mavs fan so we'll talk about that spurs win last night in the lottery and how it affected him don't move it's the horn